into my dungeon. Welcome to Cauldron Script. I'm your host, Master Cauldron. If you're new to the show, I use my 25 years of BDSM experience and 20 years working in the psychology field to dispel myths, get rid of stereotypes, and answer your questions about BDSM. You can call in at 865-268-4005 to leave your questions or visit the crypt at cauldronscript.com. On this episode of The Crypt, Mayfair is joining me to take a dive into collaring yourself, better known as self-collaring. This is a very new concept to a lot of people. Should be a lot of good uh, questions in the chat. Please remember to save those questions to the end, if at all possible, and we will definitely get to them. The show runs for about an hour, and then we switch over to the post-show You will only hear the post-show if you're here live Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern or a Patreon supporter of the show. It's released in podcast form to all Patreon supporters. All right. Mayfair, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm excited about this one because this is something that has come up uh, four or five times in the past. uh, Let me change views here in the past couple of weeks. So I am really, really ready to get into this one. I do have an article that we're going to go over. Of course, first, we need to hit those rules to love by. Rules to love by. Rule number one, safe, sane, consensual, and informed. Rule number two, kinky. That's K-N-K-I. comes from the kinky app available on all platforms. Not a sponsor and possibly not even an app anymore at this point. But it does stand for knowledge, knowing tolerance, kindness, and integrity. And rule number three, the quote from Mr. Paul Young, submission is not about authority and it's not about obedience. It is all about relationships of love and respect. Okay, so before we get started, uh, we're going to say Unicorn's Angel says this topic tickles me because I've talked about this myself. And yeah, like I said, there's been at least four people that I've talked to in just the past few weeks about this particular topic, and it wasn't even me bringing it up. If you remember Lilac Wine, we read her writing on the show a few episodes ago, maybe four or five episodes. She was the first one to talk to me about this recently, and she is self-collared. And I got into a very, very long conversation. I mean, one that lasted a few days about it. Free range equals self-collaring. Yeah, I like that. Very good point, Ann. Yeah, because that come up as well in an episode where that was said. So anyway, I've got an article or a couple of articles, one I didn't read and Mayfair did, and then one that that I had read. And now keep in mind that this article comes from EternityCollars.com. So this is a seller of collars. So of course they're going to be in favor of it. However, what they have to say about it is very poignant. So we'll dive into this article, and we're going to pass things back and forth. I'm going to read some. She's going to read some, but it's really not that long. There's not going to be a whole lot of story time with Cauldron and Mayfair today. We're just really going to pass some things off. And this is a completely new concept to you, isn't it, Mayfair? Yes, sir. So you're more than likely, you're going to take the perspective of somebody who has no clue what we're talking about for some questions or things that you may have thought of when I first brought up this topic last night at dinner with Odie, who people remember from the show, Heliowea, Odilowea, 
He's got a couple of different names. But so let's hit this. Of course, the links are in the description down below. If you want to go follow along, the one that we're going to do is listed under B. It's the eternitycollars.com. That's the one that we're going to be reading. Mayfair is going to be bringing in aspects of the other article. And then, of course, for the podcast listener, it will be in the show notes. So collars can have a multitude of meanings in a DS relationship. They can show ownership, devotion, or subservience and can be as meaningful as a wedding ring. And early in the show, when Fun Size and I talked about the different types of collars, I think this briefly came up, self-collaring did, but I know that the collar as a wedding ring certainly came up. But they can be essential for some kinds of BDSM lifestyles or just add spice to an already fun, kinky session. But what about wearing a collar outside of a relationship? Because of these relationships and partner status contexts, many people feel discouraged from wearing a collar just for themselves. Some in the lifestyle may ask, what if I don't have a master mistress right now? Can I still wear a collar? The answer is that someone who's rocking their singlehood can definitely wear one. Though many people are dispirited by the connotations of their relationship status to support their own, some potential wearers might feel like it needs to be a gift to them or else it wouldn't be a real collar. Here are some reasons why you should stop caring about what a collar is supposed to mean and adorn yourself with one of your own if you feel like it. The feeling of being comforted and in control. Kate Sloan has a blog on girly juice writes for Kinkly. Even when I'm single, collars bring me comfort. They're like encouragement from a hypothetical future partner or from the bravest part of my inner self. So when you have your collar on, Mayfair, how does how do you feel? Safer. I mean, I hate to use the same word that they're using, but it's it's calming, a sense of belonging. And I feel that's why it's such a big thing, and that's why everybody would probably have that exact same answer. So if you were single and still in the lifestyle. Do you think for that very reason, that might make you want to wear a collar from time to time on your own? Hmm. No, no. I don't think that it would be um, something that I currently could imagine. Um, Because if I were single, that means that our dynamic had ended. And it would just remind me of what isn't there anymore. Gotcha. Okay, so for you that that's a and that's a good con to bring up on why possibly not do a self collaring. I like that. All right, let's talk about the symbolisms and we're gonna hit a few points here and there as we go through this, but we'll really dive into overall at the end of it, of course, as we always do. The symbolism. Collars send a message to others about what kind of kink or lifestyle you're into. Different collars have different meanings to different groups and can explain better than words what kind of roles or play you're willing to take part in. Now, that's not so popular in our local community as far as a certain collar for a certain type of play. In some areas, and I don't know if this is a uh, this company is from the UK or not, but in certain areas I know in the in UK 
they kind of wear collars as a type of flagging. I know around here we've got your leather collars and things like that. And then there's the slave collar, which is the metal ring. And that's about the only types of flagging, quote unquote, that is done with collars that I'm aware of. Have you talked to anybody or know of anybody with anything different than that around here? I I don't. um, It it seems really weird. I was like, what do you mean collars as a let you know that that seems strange to me? Yeah. Yeah, it's an odd concept to to a lot of people that aren't familiar with it. <laughs> but then so is flagging, so it does seem odd, though. Anyway, so the glory of feeling edgy and powerful while in a vanilla setting. And again, so, we're talking about symbolism here. Go ahead. Wear whatever makes you feel sensuous and formidable. Yeah. I know, for me, before the lifestyle, those little black stretchy collars that look almost tattoo-like. Mm-hmm. I used to love to wear those. I felt confident, and I just it made me feel, I don't know, I, I, I loved to wear them, but then they went out of style, and then I just felt silly for wearing them, and then I got in the lifestyle, and they came back, but I was like, I can't wear that now. It feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, I do feel more like having a collar or something tied around my neck um, even in a vanilla setting is, is it's a, it's a confidence boost for me. I don't know why it may just calm my anxiety because it puts a little bit of pressure on my neck, which is one of the things that I do to calm myself. But yeah, I've often thought about taking your day collar and shortening the necklace part of it so that it is a little tighter. Cause that's something that you always wear. You wear it at work, you wear it everywhere you go. So yes, sir. Match subtle day wear collars to your outfits so no one but you know what it's for like a little sexy secret now you've got more than one collar i just mentioned your day collar of course you have your formal one Mm -hmm. and then you've got what two other day collars yes sir Um, and your training collar that you are allowed to still wear for sleep because it's better to sleep in than the others yes sir and I bring that up to go along with this because a lot of people, they think, well, that's just the one, you know, once you move into your next level or whatever, you have that one day collar, you can't have another one that it t- would take away from the meaning. No, I know people, I, there's a YouTuber, I can't remember her name. She's a little bitty blonde British girl or woman. Uh, she looks like she's 12 is why I said girl, but she's in her mid to late 20s now. I can't remember her name, but she has probably 50 different collars. And she, you know, she collects them with each pair of shoes pretty much that <laughs> she gets her master. And she's she's a slave. She's 24-7 slave. But for day collars... You know, it's kind of a thing between her and her master that she's always getting new ones. So anyway, uh, what about the concept of just feeling pretty? Maybe that rose gold collar makes your skin tone glow. Your freckles shine like stars and is perfectly on point with the rest of your outfit. Who says that a statement piece has to make a statement? Wear it because you and the collar are cute as heck together. Yeah, now of course this is talking about vanilla stuff. And and I thought about just nixing this 
part of the article and more focusing on the kink side uh, because that is obviously the majority of our listeners. However, I think it's important for us to be tolerant of those who do this, those that are not in the lifestyle or dabbling or those that we begrudgingly refer to as 50 shaders, which we need to stop that crap because everybody has an entry point. Everybody has something that brought them into the lifestyle and it doesn't matter what it is. The point is, is that they are here and they are learning or you are here and you are learning. Thank so, you, Master Cauldron. You are very kind. And of course, there, Mayfair, I wasn't meaning you, meaning yes. you, the listener. So we need to stop that. And that's why I left it in there. I'm seeing that it hit really hard right after Fifty Shades. And then it kind of took a little backseat and people weren't so judgmental. I mean, we're supposed to be the most accepting people as far as the different communities go. But yet there's that harshness and that judgment that people still contact me with. You know, I I made the mistake at my first munch of telling people that I'd watched Fifty Shades and I didn't know that they were just going to completely go off on me and roll their eyes and nobody was going to talk to me anymore. I mean, I've heard this more than once. I've lived it. That's not cool. I mean, I used to have the same argument over a Disney movie. Pocahontas yeah, and bringing people to want to learn about the native culture. And if you know the true history of Pocahontas, you know, it's, it's not quite Disney. No, not at all. Um, she was 14 and taken away from her home. So it's not the love story that Disney makes it out to be. And a lot of people were complaining about that. And it doesn't matter how you get to a point in your life where you want to study something and learn more about it the gateway to get you there shouldn't be as important as your willingness and eagerness to learn. Yeah. That's the argument I've had with people people. for a very long time. Yeah. So you got here from a bad media venue. Who cares? Mm -hmm. If you're willing to learn and want to know the right way now, it doesn't matter how you came into it. That's my take on it. Sorry. No, No, absolutely. That's, I mean, you're, you're standing on that soapbox with me and with this whole three 365 day movie that is not BDSM and people are calling it the new 50 shades or a BDSM movie. It's not a BDSM movie in the slightest. No, if you want to watch a BDSM movie, I don't care if you've watched it before, watch it again, watch secretary, James Spader and Maggie Gyllenhaal. That's the best BDSM movie that uh, has sure. ever come out, if really. Like I mean, as far as it being closer to yeah, how sure. things really work, just uh-huh. in that last scene that is so incredibly beautiful after she pins herself to the desk for a weekend and he comes in and picks her up and takes her into the bath and, and takes care of her. Mm-hmm. Because all of that part of it, the aftercare part and the nurturing from the dom to the submissive is missing in practically everything else. I mean, yeah, there are other good ones out there, but that is that is always my go-to recommendation for people because it is the best representation. And by best, I don't mean perfect. I mean the best. And with this 365 days, I'm already hearing these comments about that. Like, <laughs> oh, God. 
it's going to come. People are going to say, oh, well, you just got into it because of that one scene in there where he grabs her by the back of the neck in the shower. Yeah, well, do you deny that that's a hot scene? No, I didn't think so. Even if you just love the the shower itself, that's a. I mean, that is one cool shower. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, so now we get into why everybody that I know who has self collared has done it, and this is this is really for BDSM. This is the meat and potatoes for this article: learning to love yourself first. This is important. No matter your relationship status, collaring yourself is an empowering reminder that you are your own owner. You're the only one in charge of your own body and mind. Wearing that collar gives you permission to love and protect yourself and reminds you that you are worthy of every ounce of energy it takes to maintain and remember that love. Say you go to yourself with that perfect collar after all. Well, let me hold up on that just a second. So what about for that purpose? Say our dynamic ended and you're you're struggling with getting over things. Do you think that it may help you if in order for that to be a part of the closure of the ending of our dynamic for you to self-collar? to kind of finalize the taking back of all of your your power to yourself so that you could move forward into something else? Um I don't I don't know about me, but I can actually reference this other article because uh that is actually where she decided to self-collar. And that uh, let me let me um that other article is sex and skill uh sex and silks dot com. Uh and again the link to that is in the show notes and the description down below. It is uh under collaring yourself, aka self collaring number or letter A there. So go ahead with your point. Uh so I'm gonna skip down to part way through. She says it's been five months now. But it's still a little strange not having her former day collar around her neck. She said, and now it's time that now that I've healed and rediscovered both my sex drive and my submission, I've found myself longing to wear a collar again. Not because there's anyone currently in my life to collar me, but because I want to better acknowledge, cultivate, and celebrate my my submissive identity in and of itself. Uh, I don't really view it as becoming my own dominant, and I definitely, and I'm definitely not going to conduct any sort of formal ceremony or anything. I've just decided that, in the absence of a constant in real life dominant partner, I'm going to take a more active role in my existence as a submissive person. My submission is a vital part of me, after all. Why wouldn't I be allowed to have a collar to both remind me of that and potentially signal it to others in certain situations? Just because I'm without a dominant, I am no less of a submissive. And there is no one else to look after me as a submissive right now but me. Uh, yeah. She she bought her own collar. Um, from She'd been looking at it for months, and she finally bought it. And when she... Uh, let's see. So I felt a little strange at first putting on the collar such as this for no one's pleasure or benefit but my own. But the moment I buckled it, 
and felt the weight of it settle on my neck. A profound sense of calm washed over me. Yes, this is what I've been missing. This is who I am. This is who I was before him and who I will be long after his memory has faded. Wow. Yeah, perfect. Oh, Lilac Wine is in the chat. I did not uh, I did not see that. I've been off on a different page. Welcome. Uh, she says, self-collaring has been the most amazing experience. It keeps me accountable to my own self-love, self-care, and makes me feel safe in free space. You snuck in on me. <laughs> There's a lot of, of conversation going on in here that I've missed um, on the other page. So anyway, sorry, Mayfair. I just I got excited because she's one of the people, as I pointed out, that has done this and has talked to me about it recently. So uh, were there was there additional uh, points that you were going toward there? Um, I think the next paragraph's powerful as well i believe it's as much like my first post-breakup sexual encounter wearing a collar again felt like unlocking a piece of myself that had been dormant for a long time suddenly i was more myself again than i had been in many months and now that such a vital piece of me had returned i couldn't imagine how i'd been surviving without it Mm. Um, and then she goes into creating her own day collar but that's a different Mm -hmm. let me uh let me finish up uh, another comment that she that Lilac Wine followed up with. When my dynamic ended, it uh, I was not coping, and it and it was suggested to me to self collar by a mentor of mine. At first, I didn't understand how powerful it could be, but now you know now I've done it for six months. It's uh, obviously an extremely powerful, powerful thing. Uh, and then I wanted to read one from Lily Chaos. That's why I bought the necklace in New Orleans. And she's referring to when we were in DomCon uh, last October. Yes, sir. Yeah, back in October of 2019 uh, for DomCon New Orleans. She says, that's why I bought the necklace in New Orleans was because I was starting to grow and find myself. It's why I've been thinking of finding another one. Necklaces are hard to wear for me. Then call it what it is, a necklace. Yeah, I assume there's many personal reasons that go along with that. Why? But it's a a thing. It's very much a thing. Um, Sherry says, I'm a dom when my sub died. Oh, wow. Uh, Sorry, Sherry. Uh, When I died, when my sub died, I lost in a way uh, thought I was no longer a dom. Oh, I was lost in a way. Uh, I thought I was no longer a dom, so I bought myself a nice necklace that kind of reinforced my domness. And I want to address that as well. Uh, Sherry, thank you so much for the comment, and sorry for that loss. Um, But I was at a gathering late last year, I believe it was, and there was a pro, a pro dom in from New York. Lovely girl. Very, very lovely young woman. Um, pretty new, but she's done her homework. She's learning skills. She's probably one of the best I've ever 
heard at degradation and just taking command of a scene. But she had on this three-stage or four-stage collar. It really accentuated her very long neck, and it had four rings on it. Um, and somebody had had way too much to drink and started commenting on her, on how she doesn't know anything. She, If she did, she would know that a dominant does not wear a collar and, you know, all kinds of just ridiculousness. Now, in our area here in Tennessee, because we're still kind of behind the times a little bit when it comes to some things, <laughs> yeah, typically dominants don't wear collars. However, in the rest of the world, <laughs> I mean, you go out to California, you go down to Orlando, Florida at the woodshed, uh, any major city, you'll, you will see, I promise you, you will see dominance, both male and female and, uh, you know, trans, non-binary, whatever gender you want to, uh, you know, somebody associates to or relates to or is, it really is how to say that, but whatever gender, uh, or non-gender, you will see dominance wearing collars. And that's not. And I mean, this girl just got completely disrespectful with with this person. And you know, little girl, excuse me, I'm talking to you. You need to take that off right now and quit playing games. And granted, she was drunk, um, but regardless, that's a huge, huge misnomer around here. Misunderstanding that dominants can't wear wear collars. collars. They don't. Uh, just usually the dominance collar is not going to have uh, rings on it. It can, and it usually signifies something if it does. And I know a lot of pro doms. A lo- I mean, Mayfair, you've probably met at least a thousand of them yourself at dom cons. And may not have even realized that most of them were pros. Probably. <laughs> and probably half of them or more were wearing collars. I mean, I think most of the, at least the dominant women out there were definitely wearing collars, chokers, whatever. Um, and I think, I think it would be silly for someone, uh, silly, dangerous, not a brilliant idea to go up to a dom or a domain of any sort and be like, you can't wear that. That generally is going to start a fight. (laughs) Uh, The dominant personalities, the people who are in that role, they don't take well to being told what to do. No, no. (laughs) Now I, I can say that this comes, this, this absolutely comes from the old school. If you go back to old leather, uh, to the old guard, which again, I'm going to say this is not near as romantic as people want to make it out to be. Um, just talk to people who were there. Excuse me, and you'll find that out. Uh, but going back to the old guard, yeah, a dominant did not wear a collar. But 
Times have changed. Things have changed. It's okay. Anyway, I'm going to jump off the soapbox and get back into self-collaring because that's what we're all here to hear about, talk about, participate in that conversation. So with that said, uh, are there any, and that's a really good article. I'm going to, I'm still going to go in and read that. I just, I, I wanted you to bring that information in. So I didn't. Um, are there any other points that you want to throw out before we wrap up this last like sentence here? Um, I'm going to skip how she changes a necklace to her day collar. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last three sentences are the last three lines in the collar or article. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my submission is mine first and foremost. My breakup did not ruin me forever. I am not replicably irreplicable. Yeah, replica. Yeah, mm, that word. We know what it is. Uh, I still belong to someone. For that moment, that someone just happens to be me. Ooh, that's powerful. That's the end of this article. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful. Sorry that's that it. I can't say the word. <laughs> and and being that you know my my psychological background. I often tell people, well, it takes two healthy people to have a healthy relationship first. And second, if you're not in a relationship with somebody else, you're in a relationship with yourself and there's no better time than the present to work on you. When one relationship ends, it's not time to jump right into the next one. Mm -mm. You need some time. From a psychological standpoint, it takes half as long to overcome the end of a relationship as the relationship itself. What that means is if you're in a relationship for 10 years, it's going to take you at least five years before you're psychologically ready to enter into another relationship. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Um, Now, I don't know anybody that (laughs) sticks to that. I wouldn't stick to that myself. But... That is the proven facts uh, from the psychological, the medical community. So taking that opportunity to say, you know what, maybe if, even if it's just six months, a year, whatever, self-collar and, and protect yourself from jumping too soon into something. Lily Chaos says it doesn't really matter who you are or what you identify as. We should be open. People should be able to wear what they want, be who they are, without judgment. We're supposed to be accepting. Amen, sister. Doesn't mean we have to be uh, into the team. And sorry, I'm not getting to everybody's no. comments. I'm not cherry picking here. I'm just, I happen to look up at hers. Raven wow. says, if I'm understanding correctly, loving yourself is the utmost importance to healing from anything. Absolutely. And good morning, Raven, or good afternoon. I forget which time zone you're in. Lilac Wine says, that is incredibly powerful and in my experience, deeply true in regards to the last part of that article. She yeah. actually posted something up top, or not up top, but at 327, Lilac Wine. Okay. Said it allows me to celebrate and keep alive my true submissive heart, even though I currently do not have a dominant. Yeah. I think that falls right in line with that article. So obviously I take the stance that it is not just okay. I take the stance that it's actually something that is important to do, which is very not old guard of me, not leather of me. (laughs) 
as far as traditional leather, which is why I consider myself more of hybrid than I do straight up leather. Emerald Wolf, I haven't read this comment yet. I just saw your name and I'm like, good morning, Em. I personally enjoyed the book movie, but I enjoyed it for what it was, fan fiction, not a BDSM movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Lily says, we forget that it's harder to allow yourself to love ourselves than to love others. Yes. Uh, To dive a little bit into my own personal experience in therapy, um, I'm not going to go into like a whole lot of detail as to why or what, because that would take a year to explain. But forgiving people who hurt me for absolutely horrific things when I was a child took me a little bit of time, but not near as long as I thought it would. Forgiving myself and learning to love myself for what I had allowed those actions to turn me into and all of the people that I had hurt myself because of that, that took forever. Most people jump into into relationships nowadays just so they don't have to worry about their own problems. It's a distraction. People are addicted to relationships. And it's not just the NRE. I'm I'm a NRE junkie. I'm addicted to NRE. But for most people, it is just because they need that distraction so they don't have to deal with their own problems. It's so much easier. Uh, that's why most therapists are therapists. They don't want to deal with their own issues, so they make a career out of helping other people with theirs. So to self-call or to say to yourself and to the community at large, this is my way of dedicating to myself my well-being and my safety, and that includes being mentally and emotionally and physically healthy. Uh, Self-collaring also allows safety for myself now that I'm actively dating again. I find that the doms I'm encountering are very respectful of my self-collaring, says Lilac Wine. Uh, Mayfair, thoughts? Uh, I mean, it's a good concept. I still don't know that it would be something I could do, but I'm apparently emotional, so I can't think about what would happen if this dynamic ended. <laughs> so... Um, might be maybe question time for the chat. I think it's definitely comment time. Uh, Shadowy Fox, amen to that. I spent a good chunk of the past year working on myself and a great bit of it was not in a relationship. Yeah. I truly understand just how lucky my wife and I were to be as broken as we were and are still together 20 years later or 19 years later. It does not happen that often with people, especially today when there's a 51 or 52% divorce rate. So I know that we're lucky, but we, we're stubborn in that. Well, we're stubborn with each other. We are lazy in the fact that it's just too much freaking work to get a divorce. I mean, I'm fairly certain that both of us have thought that like, Oh, I'm so ticked. I hate you so freaking much right now. <laughs> I, uh, 
but it'd just be too much work to get a divorce because then we'd have to figure out the house situation and, and you know and we've we've not been in that many arguments over these years after the first little bit and figuring out how to communicate and so there's your drinking game for the day communication that's two <laughs> shots but anyway let me uh, hit the last little part of this and I was talking to Lilac Wine about this I think this is very important you can have a collaring ceremony. I know the girl in the the or the woman that wrote the that other article that you're reading from said that it's not necessary, which I don't think that it is. But I like ceremony, so uh, you can have a collaring ceremony. Of course, collaring ceremonies are not the sole property of those in relationships. They're symbolic and meaningful, but it's a ceremony you can have with yourself too. Here's how. Light some candles to set the mood. In front of a mirror, place the collar on yourself. Now, from a BDSM standpoint, I would say kneel because you are kneeling to show reverence to yourself in front of the mirror. Place the collar on yourself. I mean, you may want to take a moment before you do so to present it to yourself in the mirror and make that presentation, you know, and make a pledge to yourself. I use this collar as a symbol of dedication to my personal well-being, my growth and development in both my vanilla and kink journey. And, you know, whatever, whatever you want to write, whatever you want to say, you can write it out, you can say it in the moment. It's your BDSM. You do with it what you want. I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just saying that if it were me, and because I like ceremony, this is how I would do it. (laughs) Uh, But then place your collar on yourself. Admire how good you look in it, this article says. And I think that's important because I don't really know too many people that put on a new piece of anything, whether I get a new patch on my vest, I put it on my vest, and then I go look at it and I'm like, yeah, that looks good. (laughs) Or, yeah, that, you know, I take in what that meaning means because I don't have anything on my vest that doesn't mean something to me. So I think that gives like that little temporary boost of, of confidence too, which actually does a chemical thing in the brain and kind of cements the moment for you. Then make a promise to yourself that you will be devoted to yourself and care for yourself with love and meaning as any good and rightful owner would do because you're taking ownership of yourself. So I think that though this is an article that's trying to sell collars, I think it does have some very good points. And I I think that every point in it has something that we can take from it, whether it is a warning not to be so judgmental of others or, uh, you know, that that wonderful advice. Sorry, I just brain slip getting old. I had somewhere else I was going with that, but it just left me. So we'll move on. Uh, Mayfair, have you been watching the chat? Uh, Yes, sir. There's several. (laughs) Um, Uh, Let me, I I do want you to point them out to me, but first I got to read something funny that my eyes just went to. Says Emerald, uh, Emerald Wolf says ceremony and definitions at Cauldron. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong, Em. Let's see. Um, So Raven actually asked, what is collaring ceremony? What is it? Oh, okay. Uh, Typically, when there are uh when there's a, a a ds or ms dynamic uh dominant submissive or master slave dynamic 
once people reach that level of earning a full collar, and that goes both ways, the dom has to earn the right to place that collar around the submissive's neck, and the submissive must earn the right to have it placed around their neck. Quite often, it is something that's done in ceremony because it is a long process. There are a lot of people out there that just jump from collared relationship to collared relationship, and it doesn't mean anything to them other than they just want the collar. They're called Velcro collars. But for those that are in serious dynamics and who take this lifestyle seriously, you, you have your training collar, your consideration collar, a play collar. And then your full collar, that is the one that is like a wedding ring almost, or or is the people that says that this is mine and I am theirs. And a lot of people will have that ceremony in front of friends and family or community members, or they just make it private to themselves and it's very special. And it is an actual presentation with some words of dedication, not that unlike a wedding. So it's, I'm promising to take care of you as your dominant and lead guide and direct you and learn with you, teach you, and whatever is is said. And of course, throwing in for most people some consent and negotiation promises and things like that. So Mayfair? Lily asks or comments, So it seems like it would be a physical symbol for someone like her of reclaiming that power because you can't give it to someone until you have it. It's talking Mm. about self-collaring, obviously. I'll put that up on the screen because I just found it. Because you can't give it to someone until you have it. Lily, you just made a very powerful point there. I like it. What else, Mayfair? You're finding these because you're looking at it. So I'm scrolling again. People made uh, more comments. Sorry. Okay. Baby Love and Sir um, says that there's no specific or right way to do a collaring ceremony. Yeah, exactly. There's not. And I hope I didn't make it sound like I did. There is an episode about collaring for sure. Um, not going to read that sarcastic comment, Lily. <laughs> uh, Hadia said that she's not self collared but as a switch she wears bracers on her wrists that serve as a similar function to a collar for her so it doesn't have to be a collar it could be some other piece of mm-hmm. jewelry or accessory yeah for that same meaning right on i'm going up now instead of down gotcha oh okay okay that makes sense well speaking of hadia i want to show something that she gave me she sent this to me. Now, this is something that I've wanted for years and years and years. I don't believe that she knew that uh, when she decided to get it for me. But she had sent me a letter, and I made a comment on the uh, the wax stamp that was on it. So she got me one. I don't know if that's actually going to show up or not with the background on. Uh, Flip it around there. It's a K. Yeah, it's, it's got the K there you on go. it. Yeah, there we go. So it's got my, it's got the K on it. It's a wax stamp. And then she bought me some of the little wax candles that you use for dripping it on the envelopes to seal them. And I started, I mean, many times in my life, I've started to purchase this. <laughs> I just, for some reason, last minute, I just don't. I'm like, eh, no, nah, I don't, uh, 
I'm really bad at spending money on myself when it's something that's not going to make me money back. Like, that sounds really bad, but I just, yeah, I got it out of the mailbox yesterday. I'm like, oh, God, she's so sweet. So I, I, you guys are the best. You are the best. I have the absolute best listeners. You do so much for me. So I just want to take a minute to say, uh, Hadia, thank you so much for this. And thank all of you for everything you do, all the support and uh the emails and the messages on FetLife and all of that. So, all right, back to self-collaring, Mayfair. So earlier, Lily had posted, it's easier to forgive them for hurting us than it is to forgive ourselves, not only for the reaction to our trauma, but sometimes for allowing the trauma to happen itself. Yeah, it's it's hard to fight the, well, you let it happen. You didn't say anything in your head. So it's harder for self-forgiveness and self-love. Yes, it is. Uh, Haru and Ray, they say my and Ray's collaring ceremony was more private, had a lot of meaning to it, powerful emotions there. Yeah, it can be private. It can be public. It, it It's it's your thing. She says, mm-hmm, love you, hon, very, very much. <laughs> and that was in response to Haru's comment. They're the best. I love them to death. It's so fun in Discord because if you're a $5 or higher patron, uh, you get put in the Patreon or in the Discord group and watching them in the chat and commenting back and forth with everybody else and their sweet little comments. It's, uh, it just, it, it, if you don't smile at that, you don't have a heart. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, in reference My to me not reading her sarcastic me, comment, y'all. says, Me? I'm never sarcastic. Does an innocent face. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad that you like them oh I, I don't like them i love them truly it's one of, i will hold it dear all right mayfair uh that's all i'm seeing right now okay. uh, last call for questions before i think the show goes into post show yeah oh look at that confidence you just completely went over top of me with calling last call i'm sorry no i'm proud of it uh, for, <laughs> for anybody that that has any questions about that uh, about the fact that on the podcast, Mayfair calls me Cauldron. She doesn't always refer to me as sir. Um, or she, she acts as a co-host, as a partner on the show with like what she just did, calling last call. All of this is her building her confidence and taking strides in a direction. Most of it we have talked about. She's asked me after a show, I'm sorry, I called you by name. You know, is that, no, that's that's fine. That's the way that I want it. And she wants it that way, too, because she's doing it that way. So for those who have been very concerned in messages, I've received two messages from people very concerned because Mayfair was referring to me by name or had interrupted me with a comment. It's OK. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, outside of the show. The only time that I get interrupted by her is if it's an emergency and if we're in a a social setting, there are hand signals that she can use or that she does use to let me know. But here I want her to be more of an equal so that she feels more comfortable in giving her opinion. This is like an off-collar time. So... Uh, yeah, to, to anybody who may be concerned over that, at the, I wanted to throw that out there here at the end of the show. Padilla says, context, context, context. Yes, 
Uh, Emerald Wolf says those those people can go mind their own business. Your relationship is yours, uh, and they can butt right out. Well, yeah, but I don't mind giving an explanation if it comes with a learning opportunity because there's off-collar moments. Even in a master-slave relationship, there can be off-collar moments. There has to be. We're human. There's going to be things come up that are outside of anybody's control, the loss of a loved one, something like that. So, yeah, it's just unrealistic to think that it can be 100%, 100% of the time, DS or MS. It's just, it, it, I don't see how it can. I've seen people who claim that it was in their personal relationship, but I've never seen it for real. Uh, you know, <laughs> don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast and to the YouTube channel. I'm really trying to build this YouTube channel up. So if you have not subscribed to it, you've made it all the way to the end with the exception of the post show. So please do that. Uh, Mayfair, I know that I've already kind of said this and you've given your thoughts, but has any other thing come to you? Any final thought on self collaring? I mean, I think it's a good concept if you're struggling or if you're finding yourself in a situation where you feel out of control and you don't have that person who can be there. Set yourself up to, to be that person for yourself. I believe I it's a therapy technique. But it's not, you know, yes. it is not you write about it. You can write to yourself. You can journal to yourself with a self-caller. Say the things that you feel you need to hear. Or say the things that you would write to your best friend, caller. to yourself, to help build yourself up. So you can use the <clears> collar <throat> and the, the mindset behind it to help yourself grow and learn. And there's nothing wrong with that. And if anyone thinks there's something wrong with that, well, you don't belong to them. So their opinion doesn't really matter that much, does it? <laughs> yeah. Way to be snarky at the yeah. end. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we talked, we brought this topic up because there was a lot of negative connotation about self-collaring. Yes. So. Yeah. It's a modern thing. It's a newer educational point that people need to hear about. Lily Chaos says, join Patreon and you too can be part of the inside jokes and comments. Emerald Wolf, if you're a $5 and up supporter and have issues getting on Discord, feel free to shoot me a DM. Emerald Wolf is my administrator on there. Uh, I'm forever grateful to her for that. Speaking of M, I'm still working on the the gift and the demo we will be doing on zoom we'll be doing a uh, live wax hot wax demo at some point i'm just getting everything ready and making the time in my schedule for it so we will be doing that very soon raven says all a way to hold yourself accountable to love yourself and take care of yourself yeah that's really the simple breakdown of it raven very well very well stated for us. And that would be my final thoughts on that self-collaring topic is it can be extremely helpful in helping you to get over a relationship or to find yourself, even if you've never had a DS relationship, to to start experimenting with things on your own and giving yourself that ownership and not having to worry about somebody else kind of coming in and taking it from you. Because after you've wore your own collar for a little bit and with it meaning something like that, it's going to take a while for somebody to earn the right to remove that collar and put on theirs. 
even if it's a play caller. So, all right. Huh. Lily, they can help us conquer the crypt. No, there'll be no conquering of the crypt. There will be no, I repeat, there will be no <laughs> conquering of the crypt. If you want to know what that's mm. about, you'll have to be part of the patron. <laughs> <laughs> so all right well uh, and speaking of patrons let me thank a few people here first i want to save them to the end i do want to mention some vendors bdsmcontracts.org use coupon code cauldron20 that's k-u-l-d-r-i-n-2-0 for a 20 percent discount on all purchases and there have been a lot of people she uh lily there at bdsm contracts has sent me the the page of that shows who all has, or not who, but how many has used the coupon code. Uh, BDSM contracts, nor any of these vendors that I'm about to mention, and there's only a couple of them, uh, they don't pay me. I just, I truly use these products. I love these people as people, and they are part of the community, so... That's why I promote them. Uh, Whipping Stripes, my personal maker of most things that I have, leather and paracord impact toys. And then, of course, Torrid Timber, fine fetish furniture and accessories. It's amazing stuff there. Uh, and then the Crafty Hedonist. She's, look her up. She's on Etsy, the Crafty Hedonist. Amazing. If you're into um, Bad Dragon, You'll really love her stuff, and she does custom work. So if you're like, man, I wish somebody would come out with this particular type of tentacle or a fantasy egg or whatever, hit her up. She will make it for you. There's very few things that, no, there's only one thing that I know of that she hasn't made. So check her out. All right. Now, to the most important people. The Patreon producers, executive producers, Shadowy Fox, Unicorn's Angel, Johnny Feral, I've got, this didn't save correctly. So this may or may not, this is not correct. Uh, Matt, for my senior producers, Matt, Emerald Wolf, Roxy Bear, that place in Oklahoma City, JK, Sir Mutual Respect, Master Gabriel, Baby Love and Sir, Sir Pimp, Purple Pantera, Sword Out the Kinks, Daddy Steve, Stella, Civil Disobedience, Grog for Life, Rafi, and author Mistress Black Rose, producers Kane Sin, Zion, Alexandria, Haley, KJ, Ducky Monroe, and Adia. Junior producers, K2SO, Buffalo Dom 84, Morgana 13, Not the Daddy, Jeremiah, Macca Miller, and Lily Chaos. That is incorrect. Lily Chaos is a producer. And then also executive producers at $25 a month is Ray uh, and Derpy Hooves, also known <laughs> as uh, The Webs. You guys are awesome. Ladies are awesome. Everybody's awesome on this list. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this topic. This has been Master Cauldron. And Mayfair. For cauldronscript.com, stick around for the post show and unearth the truth. <laughs> <laughs>